come on, let's put our hands together because we are glad that you are here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Where we are continuing our series in the study of the book of James. And we come to a very important passage of the book that is written so long ago, but very appropriate for today as we look at how to live in uncertain times. We are in some uncertain times. Have you been to the grocery store? I heard just this morning, didn't know this breaking news. There is a shortage of ramen noodles. It must be the end of days. <laughs> Toilet paper, forget about it. Hand sanitizers, wipes. It's like the world has gone crazy uncertain times. The stock market, up, down, all around. Uncertain times. Universities closing. Sports events canceled. The mall is still open. <laughs> uncertain times. Church is closing. So parenthetically, let me say, like, what we're doing here um, and what, what is guiding us today. We do this moment by moment and really day by day. And uh, for any faith community that has chosen to simply be online, we um, support that for you guys. And any individuals here uh, that chose to be online, we support that. We do want people to be healthy. And um, if you, and we said last week, and we'll say it again this week, if you are at risk, if your immune system is depressed or weakened, if you are elderly, if you have any symptoms, please stay and watch online. That's what we said last week. We'll say it again. That's our, our position on that. We are wiping down surfaces. We are uh, all washing our hands. Come on, could I get a witness in the house? Uh, if your neighbor's not saying amen, you maybe want to do some social distancing from them. And it is possible in all of our services, even this service, to practice social distancing. Like you, can, you can do that. You can, you can come in. We've asked our, we've asked our greeters to just uh, greet you verbally. Just, hey, we're glad you're here. Uh, when we greeted each other a moment ago, I said just greet each other verbally. So it's very possible to come in to not touch anybody. Hey, you guys made it back from the U.K. Good for you. Wow. Good for you. Praying for you. How was the TSA line? I, I, saw, I, I saw a line two to six hours going through TSA. Not the, the immigration coming back in, but you were pretty empty. Good for you. I was thinking about you, but I'm glad you made it to church. Where was I? Wash your hands. Let's say it again. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, and practice. So just... Be wise, and you can be wise. It's possible for you to come in. So we knew this today. It would be possible for you to come in, and there's enough seats. In fact, if you want to move right now, you can do that. I see you over there. Yes, bye. I don't think that had anything to do with the message, actually. He's been through services. Um, we do know that we live in the world, but we know fundamentally we are people of faith. And uh, we don't put church, for us personally, this is us, we don't put church in the same category as entertainment and sports. We put church in the category of hospital. 
that it's essential. And it's just the way you view things. So we're not against anybody else. We're just telling you that we want you to be well physically, but we want you to be well spiritually. And you can do that online if you're choosing today to do that. But you can come and be safe, uh, probably safer than the UTC. Just saying. Publix, probably when you line up for two hours trying to get some toilet paper. It's probably safe. It's just you, you can come. And so that was our, our guiding. And we'll monitor it day by day. We did ask ourselves the question, if we close, when do we open? Two, this week? Two weeks? Three weeks? Because whenever we open, COVID-19, I heard somebody sneeze. We're on high alert. <laughs> so whenever we like three, whenever you open up again, COVID nineteen is still on the planet. Like, how many of you lived through the H one N one swine flu, and there wasn't this wildness, uh, and it was serious. People lost their lives. Um, and it was serious. But it's just like weird. And uh, we do want you to be safe, but we want you also to be people that live in the world, but also be people of, of faith and people that say, um, even in uncertain times, uh, we are going to, I, I really think this is a great season for witnessing and sharing your faith. And we want to be people that do that. And uh, we think you could come safely today, uh, relatively safely today, and, and worship and pray uh, together. And uh, that's what we're doing, especially on a day that has been designated as a national day of prayer. So we don't, we're not criticizing anybody. We're just saying the, the things that have been guiding us to be physically healthy, but to be, spirit, to, to be spiritually healthy is just as important to us as being physically healthy. It's not like a lesser than. It's just as important to be spiritually healthy. So please practice good health. Um, wash your hands. If you have symptoms, if you're sneezing, watch online. Or you could go to the VIP and watch us by television there. But we just we want to practice, practice safe in this uncertain time. So as we're studying through James, let's come to some truth that... Uncertain times have always been around. So years ago, James is talking about navigating through uncertainty, and he gives us some truth, eternal truth, that we come to today in our study through the book. And let me just point out a few truths from James's words to us. First of all, in uncertain times, check your plans, and you should have some plans. He begins this section by uh, verse 13 saying now, uh, come now, you who say, and these are people that have some plans, and here were the plans they had. Uh, today or tomorrow, we'll go to such and such a place, and we're going to spend some time there, maybe up to a year there. We're going to trade, and what are we going to do? We're going to make profit. So check your, it's, check your plans. And, and God is not against plans. In fact, God is a very well-planned God. 
from the very opening book of Genesis, things are well planned. The way he put together creation, the way the plants and the animals and the way the, the, the universe is designed, he is well planned. And in Adam and Eve, when they rebelled in the very first book of the Bible, God immediately had a plan. As soon as they turned their back, as soon as they broke relationship with God, God said, I have a plan to bring you back into the family of God. Genesis 3.15, he says there's going to be one who arises on the planet. He's going to be the seed of woman. We know that he is Jesus, the Christ. He's going to arise, and he's going to crush the head of the serpent. He's going to take on darkness. He's going to defeat the enemy so that you don't have to live in darkness or out of relationship with God. My plan, God's plan for you, is that you would be in fellowship and in God's family. That's his plan. And he started planning that in the book of Genesis. And then he came in the fullness of time. Jesus came onto the planet because it's his plan for humanity not to live far away from him. It's his plan for humanity to live in relationship with him. He died on the cross. It was part of God's plan. He rose on the third day. Part of his plan. And part of his plan is he's coming back to the planet. He's well planned. He's going to come onto the planet, the prophets tell us. When humanity is at its epicenter of conflict, through whatever reasons, you can see how fast it gets to stir, gets stirred up and things on the planet. But we're going to come to a battle called the Battle of Armageddon. And Jesus has a plan. He's going to come onto the planet, into the Battle of Armageddon, and he's going to establish world peace. And when Jesus is on the planet establishing world peace, there will be no viruses. It was interesting, I see some people here that were with us in the Holy Land a few weeks ago, and uh, something that really hit me when we were in the Holy Land, uh, Nazareth, which is the community that Jesus grew up in, is on a hillside, and it overlooks the Valley of Armageddon. So Jesus grew up looking at the valley that one day he's going to return as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He looked at that valley from his hometown. In fact, when the, when, one day when he preached, it's recorded in Luke 4, one day when Jesus preached, the, the sermon didn't go so well. Because after the message, they took him out to try to kill him. You know your message has touched a nerve. They took him and they, went, they took him to the edge of a cliff. They were going to push him off. And they actually were going to push him into the valley of Armageddon. And Jesus said, no, 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 I'm not going in as a victim. One day I'm coming back to this valley as victor. It's not my time. It's not my plan. But he has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says he's got a plan for your life, not, not to harm you. It's God's plan not to harm you. It's God's plan to give you hope. It's God's plan to give you a future, the prophet tells us. And so yeah, I think it's, it's good for us in these uncertain times at, to have a plan. Uh, to have a plan. If, if you have symptoms, what's your plan? If you have someone that's elderly in your life, what's your plan? You should have some supplies laid up, but you should not. It is ungodly to have a garage full of toilet paper. That's ungodly, and uh, it's, it's, not, it's not the love of Jesus. Hoarding is not good for us. So I'm just, for you Jesus-loving people, Share. Bring those ramen noodles in here. We want them. <laughs> we put out hand sanitizers last week in the church. People stole them. Bring them back. 
I promise you they won't work. I've already prayed. They won't work. They say, well, at your house, they will not. They only work. They're only house of God sanitizers. They only work here. Only here. People have got crazy. Uncertain. Have plans. And, and actually, the Bible says it's wise for you to have some plans. Uh, the prophets uh, say that. Proverbs says it. It's the plans of the diligence. actually diligent to have some plans in place because uh, it will bring abundance or prosperity. And it's the hasty or the unwise people that don't plan. This case, whatever will be, will be. That's not healthy. So you consider your plans. That's a wise thing to do in uncertain times. But as you make your plans, always keep this very important premium thought in your mind. As you make your plans, always consider what are you focusing on, and as you plan, focus on what lasts, and don't get distracted by what's temporary. So important. Focus on things that last. Uh, this crisis that we're in, this pandemic that we're in, is temporary. And in your planning, keep that in mind. You don't need toilet paper for the next two years. In fact, I'm going to check. Tithe on your toilet paper. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. That just came in. I don't know. Don't, don't tweet that. Nobody tweeting that. No, no, don't, no, no. Here's what it says. See the first line? When you're making your plans, all of us have to be aware of this. You don't really know what tomorrow is going to bring. So you make your plans, but re you need to know that you don't know. I'm going to say it again. You need to know that you don't know. So that when uncertain things done, when surprising things happen, you can say, oh, I knew that was going to happen because I know that I don't know. Hmm, you think about that one for a while. It's just there's uncertainty. And as we make our plans... We have to come to understand we're doing the best we can, but we don't know what the future holds. And we always keep this in mind. The life that we're living, the days that we're given, even today, it is part of a life that the Bible calls is just a mist. Just a mist. And a mist is very short. It's very temporary. That perfume that you put on today, psst, just disappear. When you miss the plant down, tss, 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 it's there and it's gone. So if your whole life is that temporary, that's what he's saying, if your whole life, and I've noticed this, the longer I live, the mistier life gets. <laughs> when I was a little kid and, and we would come to the end of summer break and have to go back to school on Labor Day, which is God's idea for going back to school, it's in the Old Testament. You shall go to school on Labor Day. To go earlier is not, that's a whole other thing. But we had to go back to school after Labor Day to wait. Remember, to wait for the next summer, it was like infinite. That was such a long time. To wait for next summer was forever. Now it's like that. Oh, it's next summer. My months have become weeks and my years have become months. So those of you that are a little bit older than I am, I, I think you, it gets even faster. Oh, it's 2020 or 21. No, it's 22. It's 23. Oh, my goodness. 
It's mistier. It's very brief. Now, okay, if you take your whole life, and your whole life is a mist, we put it into a, 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 a pizza, just, and we cut a slice of that pizza. This is the COVID-19 slice. How much of your brief life is COVID-19 going to be dominant? It's very brief. This verse also keeps us in mind with, as we go through uncertain times, we shouldn't get distracted by the mist. We should live for things that are eternal. We should focus on things that are eternal. And when things that are temporary are shaken up like they have been shaken up, it should cause us to bring our vision to things that are eternal. We're studying through the book of 2 Corinthians in our Wednesday study, and we recently studied this verse. And it came to my mind thinking about James exhorting us that life is short and it's a mist. And so focus on things that are really important. We fix our eyes not on the things that are seen, not horizontally, especially in uncertain times. Don't check your stocks every day. You'll go crazy. Don't look horizontally. Don't fix on things that can be seen. But we fix our eyes on what is unseen. We fix our eyes not on the temporary things, but we fix our eyes on the things that are eternal. What's eternal? Let me tell you, relationships are eternal. The first thing that's eternal is your relationship with God. And this is an incredible season for us to be reminding people, hey, everything else is being shaken right now. How is your relationship with God? Because that's what really matters. Your life is a mist. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. Things that can be shaken are being shaken. This is a great opportunity for us to share our faith and to witness that we have a solid rock in a misty world. It's a great opportunity. So we fix our eyes on bringing people into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you've come to church today and your relationship with God is not solid, you can firm it up today. You can come into a relationship with God and that relationship will be forever. That's what really matters. And then your relationship with other believers. That really matters. And bringing people that are not yet in the family of God into the family of God. In these uncertain times, these are the things we should be focused on. Eternal relationships. Because that's what really matters. Not the temporary upset of this world. Next thing James says to us is this. In the midst of uncertain times, trust the Lord. Don't just stamp it on your money. Live it in your soul. Trust in God. He says, as you're making your plans and you understand the temporariness of your life, it's just a mist anyway, as you trust in God, you should constantly be praying this prayer, if the Lord wills. That's one of the most powerful prayers that you can pray, and you should pray it daily. Lord, what you want. Lord, your will be done. Lord, your will be done. We should pray it today. Out loud, let's just sit, let's pray it out loud. Say, Lord, your will be done. One more time. Because we need in uncertain times, especially constant course corrections. When you flew from uh, the UK, your plane just came across the, the, the Atlantic. It made thousands of course corrections. Because the winds pushed it this way, and the winds pushed it this way, and there was downdraft, and there was updraft, and that autopilot is constantly giving course corrections. This is what we need in our souls. Lord, I need course correction, because I want your will in my life, because your will is what really matters. 
And in uncertain times, you say, Lord, I trust you. I trust your will. I trust what you're doing. I need course corrections, and every time the Holy Spirit nudges us one way, we say, yes, Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit nudges us another way, we say, yes, Holy Spirit. Because God, if you ask for God's will, he will give it to you if you're committed to doing it. You don't ask for God's will just to consider it. You ask for God's will to do it. If you just say, Lord, show me what your plan is, I'm going to take it under consideration. I don't think he's going to show it to you. When Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was all in with God. He said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done, and whatever it is, and it took Jesus to the cross, and it took him to the tomb, and it brought him out of the tomb. That was the will of God. You can trust the will of God. You can trust that God will see you through. What's the worst thing that could happen to you in the midst of this crisis? Someone's whispering it, oh, die. I trust, I trust God with my life. Here is good. I'm going to work for Jesus every day I'm here. But to be with Jesus, it's all right. That's the worst thing that could happen to me. I'll be with Jesus. The worst thing is the best thing that could happen to me. So we just say every day, Lord, I trust you. I trust your plan. I put my life in the palm of your hand. I know you will never let go of me. I know you'll never forsake me. I know you'll see me through. Your will be done in the midst of all this uncertainty. Closing things and shutting things down. And I saw one of my friends posted around December, we're going to have a baby boom because there's no sports. So we're going to look forward to those December dedications. Amen. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. The last thing he says is this. In uncertain times, as things are being shaken that can be shaken, and we see the mistiness of life, turn away from sin. And it's a time for us to evaluate our life and to repent of arrogance and we live in a great nation. I love this nation, and it's a great nation. But we are not all that in a bag of chips. We're not as big and bad as we think we are. This is a moment that humbles us when billions of dollars can leave the economy from one, one virus. One virus. Just imagine if it was two. At the same time. Could that happen? Yeah, sure it could. It's just shaken up. So the, 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 the writing of James says, hey, as it is, you're boasting in your arrogance. We have to be very careful. In these days, as this is a national day of prayer, we need to humble ourselves. We need to say, oh God, without you, America is lost. Oh God, without you, we are nothing. Oh God, we need you and we need you today. We need you, God. Not in pride. I'm, I'm, I'm a patriot, but not in pride. In humility. Because arrogance puts your feet on your own shifting sand. Faith puts your feet on the solid rock, Christ Jesus. And when everything is being shaken, if everything's being turned, you just see how misty life is. And you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn away from the mist and I'm going to turn towards the solid rock. He says, this is how we do. For whatever we, you, those, those of you, he was addressing people in the church and I'm addressing people in the church today. Some of you know some things 
that you should be doing. The Spirit of God has been dealing with you and dealing with you, and you've been turning a deaf ear to the Spirit of God, and you've been ignoring Him, and those things that you know to do right, and you don't do them, it's sin. And as the world is being shaken, this is God getting your attention, saying to you, you are trusting in horses and you're trusting in chariots and you're trusting in this world when you should be trusting in me. And the things that God is calling you to do, this is the day you get those right with God. This is the day you turn away from things that are separating you from God and saying, God, I am all in with you today because that's what really matters. Come on, somebody, let's just affirm that. Clapping doesn't spread germs, so let's just, yes, thank you, Lord. Because the coronavirus will take some lives, but sin takes every life it gets a hold of. And there's such an emphasis now on cleansing, and I'm for hand washing, cleansing the outer, cleansing the outer, cleansing the outer. But sin takes every person it gets a hold of. It destroys them. It's 100% fatal. So in uncertain times, we need to turn from sin, turn to our Savior, Allow him to wash our hearts, which we cannot do ourselves, but by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit, he will give you a new heart. He will put a new soul in your life. He will clean you in ways you cannot clean yourself. And so in uncertain times, this is the time we say, God, I'm not trusting in the mist of life. I'm trusting in the solid rock, a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Lord, save my soul and use me to save souls that are far away from God. In Jesus' name. I just want to pray for you. <laughs> Could you just close your eyes and open your hearts? My, the anointing is here. The Holy Spirit is here. He's speaking to people. Let us have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Things he's been calling you, things he's been challenging. You know, you know the right path, but you've been resisting it. And to know that right and to not do it, it is sin, and sin is fatal. And so James says in these uncertain times, see how misty life is and build your life on what God's plan is for you. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray right now, and speak to hearts like only you can speak to them. Draw the human heart towards God. You are the one that brings people to Jesus. So, Holy Spirit, in this room, bring people to Jesus. Renew our faith, God. We pray with David the psalmist who says, created me a clean heart. We want a clean heart. We just don't want clean hands. We want a clean heart. You do that, Lord. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Lord, give me the joy that comes from your salvation. I'm not trusting in the midst of this world. I'm trusting in you, Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer in just a moment. And it's a prayer of faith and it's a prayer that says, Jesus, you are my Savior. Jesus, you are my Lord. 
And if you're here today and you need to begin a relationship with Jesus, or if you had a relationship with Jesus that has grown cold or soft, and you need that relationship to be firm and strong with God, you need to recommit. And you'd like to be included in this prayer. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm going to ask you to acknowledge, Scott, I want to be included in that prayer. And I'm going to ask you to just put your hand up high enough for me to see it in a moment. And lift your eyes so I make eye contact because you matter to God and you matter to us. But you're here and the Holy Spirit is tugging at your heart. What you are feeling is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He is drawing you to Jesus. <laughs> How many would just say, put up, let's put up. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Let me see your eyes. Thank you. Let me see your eyes right over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Way over here, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're here. Let Jesus do what Jesus wants to do. Over here, thank you. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Right here, right here, and right here, and right here. Thank you. Thank you. Way back there, I see a man. Let Jesus do what he wants to do in your heart. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Anyone else? That's me. The Spirit of God is pulling you. He's pulling you away from sin. He's pulling you away from something that's 100% fatal. And this is a warning. The Spirit of God is here. You've come on this weird kind of weekend, but you're here. And the Spirit of God is drawing you right now in Jesus' name. That, yeah, I see you. Thank you. Glad we waited just for you to just acknowledge that. I'm not going to embarrass you guys. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, the anointing is here. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Fall afresh on us today. Fall afresh on us, Lord. Mighty Spirit of God. Mighty Spirit of God. Mighty Holy Spirit change us, transform us. Come, Spirit of God. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. Your will be done is our great prayer. Your will, not my will. Your will be done. So the Spirit of God just hovers over this place and He's changing lives in this moment and we thank God for that. Keep your eyes closed and I want you to speak this prayer out. I want you to speak it with authority and I want everyone in the room to pray this prayer 100% from the very front to the very back, from the left-hand side to the right-hand side. Speak this word to your Father who's waiting to hear your voice. We all pray out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I repent of my sins. I leave them behind. And I am washed in the precious blood of Jesus. My soul is made clean in the precious blood of Jesus. I receive your grace, your love, your forgiveness, your mercy. Thank you, God, for loving me and never giving up on me. And I'm never giving up on you. I am going to follow Jesus 
every day of my life to the glory of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, church, hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and give God just an ovation. Hallelujah, come on. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord Jesus. You are the one who never gives up on us. You are the one who sees us through. You are the one, Lord, and we bless you, God. 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 Thank God. Thank you for those that are opening your hearts. Let me, a few things, and you may be watching online. And the Spirit of God is with you. The anointing's with you. We want to encourage you to let us know, and we want to get material to you that will help you, online or in this room. If you're saying yes to God for the first time or for the first time in a long time, and you will text the word yes, Y-E-S, to our text number, which is 941-260-1321, then we will get an e-book to you to help you and start helping you to grow in the Lord. We're not asking you to join this church. It's a good one, but join a church that teaches the Bible and lifts up Jesus and has his faith in God. Now here in the next few moments, I'm going to pray one more prayer just to bless you guys. And if you would like, your choice, if you'd like to receive communion, because the promises of God are actuated in the communion. It's an important part of our faith. Let me tell you a few things about communion today. Those who are serving communion are wearing gloves. They will take the bread of the Lord. They will dip it into the cup of salvation and they'll serve the communion to you. I've asked them not to speak over the communion or speak over you. They're just going to pray silently as they minister communion to you. And they'll be taking place on the left-hand side and the right-hand side. The worship team is going to turn our heart towards God while people are receiving communion. If you'd like to receive prayer today, you have something you want to pray about, I'm going to invite you to come to the altar and just kneel down. Just kneel down. No, the prayer team is not going to come. We're just going to pray for Jesus to put his hands on you today spiritually and let him minister to you in this, this moment of prayer. Just kneel at the altar. After this prayer, uh, communion, you don't have to be a member of the church to receive communion or to come and pray. Just you love Jesus, you're a friend of Jesus. Let me encourage, thank you for coming. We have new, we've, had new, we've had new people in each service, and we've had decisions for Christ in each service this weekend. There are more decisions at the Church of Hope than at UTC. <laughs> Let me pray for you. Father, these are your children, and you love them. You love them with an everlasting love. I pray that your grace would be abundant and your grace would be overwhelming in their lives. I pray that the God of hope would fill them with all joy and incredible peace. In a troubled world, they would have peace that passes all understanding as they trust in you and stop trusting in themselves, as they acknowledge you and stop leaning on their own understanding so that they would overflow with hope. There would be an effervescent hope. There would be an abundant hope. People around them would be amazed that they have hope in this troubled world and they would receive that by the power of the Holy Spirit. I bless you in the strong, mighty, and majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed. Look this way just before I say amen. 
because if you've been a guest here, uh, we'd love you to stop by the VIP room. If you've never done that, if you're new to the fellowship, just want to meet you and have a great talk with people in earlier service. VIPs over in the left-hand side. And it's been good to be together, and we bless you. We're going to monitor this day by day, but uh, thanks for being with us. And those who have joined us online, blessings, grace, and peace to you. And uh, never just observe, be part of what's happening, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would touch and change your life. Let's just give the Lord an ovation of praise. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. We bless you, Lord, and we praise you. And uh, you're welcome for communion if you'd like. Come for prayer in Jesus' name.